2: Hello and welcome to another special edition of the Blues Focus Podcast. Um, I'm Kieran, your host for this episode. Joining me this week, I've got Callum, our regular podcaster, and also former Blues favourite, Gary McSheffrey. Gary, thank you for taking the time out to join us on this episode. Um, We'll crack crack straight on for you. I know you're probably a busy guy. Um, Obviously, with Friday Night's game coming up as well, with your two former clubs, I thought it would be convenient to start on. Obviously your thoughts on the game coming up on Friday. And also to just talk us through your, your move from Coventry to Blues, obviously how it came about, your thoughts on it at the time.
3: Um, Oh well, yeah, so obviously the game tomorrow uh, be a good be a good game. it be uh, I was at the games last year, the FA Cup games and it was uh, it was a strange one, wasn't it, you know, with it being both clubs' home ground. and... Um, for, for that season anyway so tomorrow with it being a championship game it'll be the first, first of, of its kind in a while really, uh, ground sharing in the same league so uh, yeah all the ingredients for, for a good game you know, both teams both teams will fancy themselves to be honest both, you know Coventry are used to playing there now Um don't think they'll fear fear Birmingham, I don't think they've feared anyone who they've come up against this season in the champ already, they've you know they've lost a few, but they've definitely made it an entertaining game. And you know, but I think Mark Robbins will want to make things a bit more solid at the back and be conceding less goals from now on. So, it might be a bit of a different performance for them, from them, a um, bit more sturdy, hard to beat. But you know, I, don't, I say that, but I don't, I'm not too sure it's in their makeup at the minute. They're just quite an entertaining team, and you know, blues, blues are always. The, the, the couple of games last year, the cup games, you know, I thought in the end, probably lucky to to win the tie. But ultimately, they go to the last minute, then they got a last second equaliser and difficult to beat. And often when I've watched Blues often over the last few years, they, they tend to just grind teams down, don't they? And and get the job done and see it through. And, uh, you know, so that's something that they'll probably want to do again tomorrow in terms of... Um, yeah, in terms of obviously my move from Cov to Birmingham, it was, <clears throat> I didn't have anything, to be honest. I was on pre-season training in Coventry and uh, we was over in America and Mickey Adams has pulled me and just uh, asked me how I am, et cetera. And, and he's just said he's had a call from Steve Bruce who's put, put in a bid for me. And to be honest, man, I, I didn't think anything of it. Uh hadn't had an inkling of it didn't have a clue i mean back then it wasn't really like you looked for moves you know what i mean i was just enjoying my football at coventry playing playing really well cons- consistently over a few seasons and uh i think he offered a million quid and mickey adams wasn't wasn't having it said so he told him basically where to go with it and asked me do i want to put do i want to go and i was like well it's the first i've heard of it no i've no not, not really I want to obviously I'm enjoying my football and uh he was like decent well good that's all I need to hear end of end of story kind of thing but I think it's no secret he dragged on and a few more bids come in and it, you know it was dragging on for a few weeks then probably about a month from at the actual first call it was probably about five weeks after that when I when I actually signed so um the bids kept getting bigger um Coventry kept turning them down but at the same time wasn't literally just nipping it in the bud so it was almost like they wanted wanted higher bids you know I think deep down they probably needed the money at the time and wanted the money and and obviously for me at first it was like the the season before I could have went to Reading and they were um, you know they were really keen for me it would have been a free transfer though um, because I was I was at the end of end of my contract or it might have been compensation because I was under 24. Um, but they were, yeah, they were in the champs. So I kind of seen it as a sideways move. Um, but then uh, it was, it was Coventry's first year in the Rico. So I wanted to play there, especially for for a season at least. And, uh, and yeah, but then Redding went on to smash the league with 106 points, got to the Prem and I'm thinking bloody hell. It could have been me that, but then, yeah it was strange the next year Blues come in as well after after another good season with Cop, Blues then come in and although they'd been relegated to the champ I looked at um, I looked at the squad and the manager and I just you just look at the place, the club and their recent history and you think it was it was good recruitment I thought that summer he got some good young hungry players from like the championship and good 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 players from other Prem clubs that weren't quite playing in the teams there and just thought, yeah, you know, this this is this proper. You know what I mean? It's a proper squad. There were still good players there from the season before. Although he made, I think he probably got rid of ten, twelve. I think he kept what he fa- what he felt clusters. You know, the the ones he could rely on, the, the decent players, the grafters. And uh, I looked at the squad and I thought, yeah, it's definitely not a sideways move at the minute. It's although although they're in the champ, it's, that, that's my best way to the Premiership. You know, and everyone wants to play top level and yeah so it, so it proved that yeah it was it was it was a good move it, it proved that we got uh, re- uh, promoted that first season and you know the decision to go there was a good one in the end Every, everyone Coventry made real good money out of it Um I I got a good I got a decent move and um, played premiership football out of it and and yeah everyone was winning so you
1: talk about your first season at Blues, top goal scorer promotion, but you were were you frustrated to not win the title in that season?
3: Yeah, 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 definitely, mate. I mean, we had it. We had a, we had a bit of a blip, didn't we? Easter Easter weekend, two defeats. I think it was Burnley at home, Barnsley away, and uh, both one 0 I think. And yeah, I mean that 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 actually got us knocked out of the top two for the first time in ages, like a long time. And we were thinking, wow, what what's going on here? And all of a sudden we were chasing again. Then we win four on the spin, secure promotion. And we've just got to go to Preston at the weekend and, and get a result, haven't we? And yeah, mate, honestly, it's, I look back now and I think, yeah, it would have been, would have been nice, you know, and that we lost one nil away, mate. And I, I still remember to the day I missed two sitters, two headers. Um, don't know how they didn't go in. One went over, one went wide. And uh would have just sealed it and then they go up the other end and we lose one nil and Sunderland done a job at, at Luton, I think they went five or six to win the league. So yeah, definitely frustrating because you, you always want to go up as champs. But um ultimately if someone would have offered that offered as that start of the season, Steve Bruce would have snapped their hands off, you know, to bounce straight back up. But then when you're actually there, of course you want to win. Yeah, it's in your blood you every 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 elite professional wants to win, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean,
2: obviously you've you've also mentioned Blues was your way into the Premier League, as you've seen, and obviously you got there after a a season um, under Steve Bruce. What was it like playing for Steve Bruce? And also, what was it like finally when you made it to the Premier League with Blues in the Premier League? I think you played a couple of games for Coventry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
3: uh, I'd had had a few appearances. I'd had four, like, I played for Coventry when I was sixteen, like first year scholar. Um, I had an appearance then at sixteen, and then I played, I think, three more the next year. <clears throat> and then I think we got relegated. So I would had four appearances as, as a kid, as a puppy, really. And uh, but yeah, to to then get my next appearance when I was what twenty twenty four. Yeah, coming up the season started when I was twenty four, and I was literally twenty five in the August. So to wait seven years for my next game in the Prem was, yeah, it was a long, long stint, but worth it, worth it, yeah. I mean, Steve Bruce was good. He was really good, you know. He, he was uh, approachable, decent, uh, could have a chat with him, decent man-manager, hammered you, bollocked you when you needed it, but at the same time made you feel a million dollars, you know. When you were in form, it was like phew, the confidence he instilled in you was, was, was really good. Um, he let he let Eric Black do a lot of the training Eric Black's training sessions were really good like really stimulating motivating good fun you know kept the lads buzzing Um, and then Bruce on a Thursday Friday that's he'd come out he'd do his stuff he'd do his um, tactical stuff like in, in in possession out possession stuff who we were playing against what their threats are and how we can beat them and then Friday he was like Dennis Law in the Five of Sides or Bobby Charlton you know he was, he was just good fun really funny um, but then I always said about Bruce, uh, Bruce at quarter to three ten to three on a Saturday that's when that's when he really like earned his money he was like he was all about putting on a show for the pundits you know made you just want to go out and, and really run through brick walls for, for the fans really it was all about you know, you guys have been working all week, and this is your release. You come to St Andrews to to be entertained, so let's go and entertain them. I and uh, you go out there with like like I say, the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, full of confidence, and that's when he really got you going. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Bruce briefly.
2: Obviously, he's uh, not so well thought of amongst some Blues fans now for for obvious reasons We switch across. The other side of the city, but his his name gets mentioned a lot even now, doesn't it? it gets unfair stick at Newcastle <laughs> he really. So I thought it'd be worth just getting your your views on him really as a manager and, and as a person.
3: Because yeah, he was that. He was he was. Top. I thought he was top man. I thought he was really good. Probably best manager I played for for, for that period. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, what what the? I think you look at like. Newcastle fans I mean what what do they want you know what what do they want because ultimately I think they probably want the team of Alan Shearer Ferdinand Ginola back don't they when when they were the entertainers but what have they had since that group you know they've, they've had highs lows relegations and he's, he's gone in there done, done a decent enough job and got them a solid premiership club again hasn't he and they, and they look comfortable in the division like they they don't really look like they're going to struggle and they get the points when they need to, they win them games when they need to and I think he's done good in the in the transfer market this summer. You know, getting Callum Wilson was a real real steal, you know, getting a proven goal scorer in the Premier League because it's what they were missing really. They had some good players but no real end product and I think he's obviously pinpointed that and, and when it, when he it got the man he wants but I, I, I just I just say it depends what you want, what what the expectancy level is from the fans but for me, can I see Newcastle being a, a top sort of six club ever again? I don't think you can, not in not in not in the short term, unless they get mega, mega, mega money takeover. And 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 it's a limitless plot, you know. But um I think he's done a good job. I think he's I think he's decent. You you know what you're gonna get. And a lot of the time it's survival now in the premiership.
1: Obviously you've played with some good players at Blues and obviously Coventry as well. Just pick out one who's the best player you've you've ever played with, preferably at Blues.
3: Uh yeah, there was low there was lows. There was, I mean there was there was big names when I went there for Salah, watched him score goals for years. Uh, Matty Upson was unbelievable. He played in in World Cups, do you know what I mean? Um Dunny was a good player. Training, you couldn't get the ball off him. Um some really really good players, and then in the Alex McLeish era, he brought some good players in. You know, Barry Ferguson was was similar. Stephen Carr was unbelievable. Um, but I always say Stephen Clements for me. He was he was that that year we got promoted in my first season. He weren't he didn't start the season. Um, he was in and out. Then he probably went maybe eight eight ten games without a game, and because he was frustrating. And I remember we lost to home, Norwich at home on a midweek game. I think Bruce was under massive pressure then. And uh, he put he put he put Clem back in the team, he put John Damian Johnson and Martin Taylor back in the team, Derby away, and we won one-nil. And then we went thirteen and beaten after that with I would think eleven wins and Clem come in and he was captain and he, I just think he, he took that season and then by the scruff of the neck, probably played about thirty-five games on the spin and scored about six, seven, eight goals, few assists, but would take the ball out anyway and I, I literally think that along with us as attackers getting the goals and that he he literally dragged us over the line I think Do you know I think he led by example and really really stood up to it and, and stood up to the challenge you know and, and showed what a top player he was. So I always see him because he had a massive impact on um, me personally in in a particular season in that promotion season. Yeah I mean <clears throat> In that season as well, the, the one thing
2: that stands out for me, I'm going to ask you your highlight of your time at Blues, but the one bit that stands out for me, a younger lad at the time, it, I remember being at the uh, home game against Preston when you scored your hat-trick. And I think that's when when people really realised, obviously, what a player we'd actually signed. But for you, what was your highlight of your time playing for the club?
3: Yeah, that, day's, that day definitely stands up stands up to it and um, that's right up there yeah it was, a good, it was a good day it was like Preston were decent one at the time it was top of the table clash with, with first and second Um I think we went top that after that game so that was definitely a highlight yeah there was another one West Brom at home 2-0 and I managed to get both goals that was a uh, they had a great team West Brom you know they had like Phillips and Hartson on the bench that day Um they had Kamara, Kumas um some top players, greening, uh, full full of full of good Premier League players, you know, and to, to get the two goals that day was 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 massive, and I was buzzing and had some good moments. The, the Wolves away game was was unreal, you know, um, to win three two there, and I think that made us probably one win away from promotion in the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it, it that first season for probably six seven months, just like felt a bit untouchable, you know. I was going on the pitch knowing that if I weren't scoring I was assisting and the team were gonna win and, and it was confidence that I don't know. I I wish I wish that confidence lasted forever, do you know what I mean? But obviously it's difficult. Um but that that the whole season really and then and then on when we did get promotion, you know, it was there was a lot of pressure then going into the Prem. Put a lot of pressure on myself. Um but just getting the win at Tottenham at White Hart Lane, scoring my first goal was was a, a great feeling, um, and, and to, yeah, to play I think thirty odd starts that season was was good. It's what every kid dreams of.
1: Obviously, you touch on the players McLeish brought into the to the club. Were you ever at all frustrated under under that time?
3: Yeah, yeah, I was uh, quite a lot of the time. Yeah, frustration. Um, Quite a lot of the time, definitely, because, like I say, because I think because I'd scored so many goals, like pe- people forget that I was back back then. We used to play like a left uh, four four two, didn't we? I was a left midfielder at the end of the day, but because I was scoring so many goals, constant, consistently for Coventry, then for Blues in the first se- first season, um, we went into the Prem, and it's a different kettle of fish, you know what I mean, with the opposition and that, and and a lot of the time we were just set up not to lose and be, be rigid, two solid fours. And I always felt like I did a job in, in, in that, um, in that system. But what that then did, it just, it took away the kind of like flair and, you know, the end product of, of going and scoring goals and going and, going and winning. And I could have probably ended up with 10, 11, 12 that first season, but, I hit the bar a few times. Post missed a few sitters, and I ended up with three goals. And I looked at that and I thought, "Bloody hell, I've, I've not scored three goals for in a season since since ever, really." Um, and I think I let the, the confidence get affect me with that. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, Alex Alex bought in some some good players, like I said. Um, bought in McFadden was obviously the first big one. Who was who was on fire for, for Scotland money he was doing really well bought him in as a striker um, but then you know as soon as as soon as he weren't really probably banging the goals in as regularly as what he probably wanted or, or the six million like price tag suggest, would have suggested then it automatically it was out to the left when it left midfield um, so I kind of knew I, had, I, I always felt like I was trying to impress him you know and, and as you should, you should, you should feel like you're trying to impress your manager, of course, but there was never that, um, confidence of, of, you know, the, the trust. I didn't think he had the trust in me that, you know, he he put me on the team sheet as regularly as I wanted and and it it proved in the end, but ultimately that's down to my performance level as well. And then me overcoming them, 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 that thought process in your head. So maybe being a little bit stronger mentally, you know, to, not not letting them thoughts get in your head and think about think overthink things. But yeah, there was frustrations looking looking back. There was at the time, but I I got on with it. I trained really well, mate. I would I, I know I trained well at Birmingham. And I, I put everything into it. Um, but ultimately, I just wasn't his type of player. I don't think. Um, and in the end, I moved on. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think you had a couple of loan spells away at the time. The one that. What I seem to remember was um, when you went to Forest because you had to have uh, surgery on your knee. Is that right?
3: No, yeah, I went, yeah, That hampered you, you move. I went, yeah, I went Forest. Um, I'd been injured a lot that season, so that was the third season when it, I'd been injured a lot. I had tender nights in my knee, and it weren't going. Just couldn't couldn't shrug it off. Couldn't get rid of it. So I'd been in and out, and then I'd been injured. Tried to come back two or three times, still wasn't right. So I, I probably ended up missing a good a good four or five months of the season and that's when um, Billy Davis came in the, gaff, the gaffer pulled me at the time said Billy Davis wants you at Forest on loan um, it be good to you to go and get some games and so I thought if not, yeah I'll go and get some games brilliant and uh, literally went and the, the knee weren't right I knew it weren't right it was still it was just trying to grind through and manage it but you know ultimately I'd missed too much football to go there and, and hit the ground running you know and really I knew I was a shadow of what the player I am you know what I mean and I went there not match fit and really not not fit enough to affect affect games and I spoke to Billy I said look my knee's not right I need I need to sort this out and basically yeah so after four or five games I, I went to Sweden got surgery on my knee and give it a go. I tried that season three or four times to come back but it weren't quite right and in the end surgery sorted it out.
1: Over the course of your career is there anything that stands out that could be a regret of yours?
3: Um, you always, there's, there's always like, there's always regrets in certain moments and that. Um, like this, the second one I went to Leeds yeah, that was that's a regret because um, it was a massive club light and, and that's what lured me in. But we, we were in the Prem. I was sitting on the bench in the Premier League and I went to League One alone and, and looking back now, I'm looking thinking, That just wouldn't happen, do you know what I mean? I I should have I should have had I don't know people, I don't know, maybe people around me or, or even myself like what you're doing, you know what I mean? Stay stay in stay at Birmingham. You're sitting on the bench in the Prem, just fight for your place because ultimately I was what, what I was concerned about though is my, my contract was up in the summer. So I looked at it and thought I need to I need to go and play. I need to show people I'm fit and I'm playing and ready. So I looked at it like that, I'll go there and I'll earn a deal. But to be honest, I should have just sat at blues on the bench in the Prem and I'd have got a deal anywhere in the championship in the summer. Um, and Leeds come up that year. We got, I went there, and then this it, it it's a great club, great club. I just wish, I just wish again, I probably had more to offer them. Um, but looking back, that that would have, that was a bit of a regret. Yeah, I wish, I wish it was the right club at the wrong time. I'd have loved to have played for there long, played there permanent for longer. But ultimately, I I made a bit of a rash decision in going there on loan, and that's probably the major one yeah I mean after you learned spell to Leeds you you found yourself
2: back at Coventry didn't you and off, on a free contract was, <clears throat> was it good to to get back to old old stomping ground and kind of back to a place you knew
3: fans you knew yeah it was not. it was nice because AD Bouvroy like he rang me and he just took over at Covent you, you just ultimately everybody wants to be everybody wants to be loved and appreciated don't they so he brought me in, he said I was like his marquee signing and you know I re- I really enjoyed that season to be fair back in the champ playing. It's like the shack was off again. Um I, I I know I did I know I did all right personally again. I think I got nine goals that year um in a in a in a bottom sixteen in the champ. If someone got nine goals now in a bottom sixteen in the champ, they're probably getting a twelve million pound move, do you know what I mean? Um, but again, I was that was looked upon as failure because when I left Cobb, I was getting 17 a season. You know what I mean? And then, so I look back now and I think, bloody hell. But but they're, they're the things that I let get into my head and creep into my head a bit. And, but ultimately, I knew, I knew I did all right. And yeah, I, it was nice to be back. It really was. Um, but yeah, the next year we got... The next year we got relegated, which was frustrating because we had we had a decent squad, you know, um, and we should never have got relegated from the champ that season.
1: Obviously, you look at players at the Blues now, you've got one in particular, Scott Hogan, kind of labelled as a confidence player. When you were playing with Blues, obviously playing and you were scoring, is a lot of it confidence do you think if Scott was to score a couple he'd go on to score loads more or is it something different? How did you find that? Was there any times you'd not scored and thought oh, it was gonna be a rocky few weeks or was it, or what what sort of what is the mindset of, of an attacking player in that sense?
3: Well he he did it last year didn't he? He went on um he went on to score I think I mean I watched blues at Barnsley and he scored the winner one 0 and then I think he scored four and four didn't he or oh, probably all winning goals as well so you could see his confidence that's when he was on loan you could see his confidence from that was was flying and he was getting the goals and things do happen in patches like right? but a lot of the time as well it depends how you how the team set up like I always said blue blues for me were the last few years were just grinding things out but they had Djukovic and Che Adams just scoring loads of goals didn't they and if you've got them goal scorers it you're all right, but then all of a sudden, if them if them players don't don't score goals, you, you're almost going into probably games thinking where are we going to get the goals from now, or, or if if the chances dry up. If the strikers are getting chances, it's fine because eventually their luck will change and they'll put them in the net. But if they're not getting chances, you have to. Their confidence will be affected. They'll probably be going into games thinking or feel like all they're doing is running around chasing. You know probably setting up with setting up like not to get beat again, you know. That's probably how how I looked at it the last couple of years, doing a few games for Blues T V and stuff like that. I looked at them and I thought the way they set up the personnel they have like, you know, in the midfield and that I just think they needed a bit more creativity in the squad. Um hopefully they've won and got that with a couple of play, couple of players you see.
2: During your your playing careers, right, well, is there is there a one goal that, that stands out to you that you scored personally, your favourite goal that you scored, whether it be a tap
3: in a thirty yard screamer? <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's there's few me out. One goal, probably, probably my um, first goal for Kov was like, uh, I think I don't know how old I was. I might have been. 18 or something I'm not sure but Crystal Palace away back in the Championship days when COVID first come come out, come out of the Prem um, yeah I took I took a ball down at sky my right foot and volleyed it in uh, touch volley and it was yeah it was it was a top top goal to be fair um, that's probably it. and it was my first as well for Coventry so that's probably one and then also, just
2: talk to us a bit about what you're what you're up to now. Then, so I believe you're part of the coaching staff at Doncaster Rovers. Is that right?
3: Yeah, so I've been coaching at Doncaster for two two and a bit seasons now. Um, joined <clears throat> joined as assistant 18s coach uh, a couple of years ago. Whilst I, I still wanted to play, like I was, I was still going to play a bit part time, like um, and, and coach during the day there. The part-time stuff fizzled out. Really, I didn't really get decent enough clubs to to really, you know, be motivated to do it. And, and, and I felt like I was chasing, I was sort of chasing National League North clubs to go and play football, and and just got a bit frustrating and a bit thinking, what am I doing? I've played, I've played 19 good years. Do you know what I mean? At, at a good level. So now we're getting knocked backs off clubs in the National League North part-time I know for for whatever reason so I just kind of like knuckled down and cracked on with the coaching and and I'm still there yeah so I did the 18s then last year I did the 23s and we've got rid of the 23s now because of COVID restrictions and budget cuts etc so this year I'm kind of doing the under 16s and 18s as well but kind of like a transition coach but because of the bubbles now and the EFL guidelines and stuff you can't really cross bubbles so been a bit of a frustrating stop start season and um, after two good years of really like cl- almost learning a lot climbing a ladder learning a lot off darren moore and jamie smith top coaches you know good manager and um, been through the whole age groups at west brom and west brom have got a real good academy and, and play the right way all the way through so good learning place for me to be fair and um, just a bit frustrated that it's been stop start this season and um, so hopefully come the new year I can crack right on for the second half of the season and be you know be heavily involved
1: obviously if you if you've watched blues at any point in this season what what are your views on on the season so far and where do you think Karanka can sort of take the squad at the moment
3: i mean all i've all i've watched all i've watched is like the the goals the goals shows you know what i mean the highlights and this and that um uh not really, not really up to date with their squad, to be honest, at the minute. Um, like I said, I knew I knew over the last couple of seasons where they needed to improve. They needed more creativity in the team, definitely. I think um, I think their wingers. I, I looked, I looked at my, I, I judged it from like sort of the team I played in, and I looked and I thought I was left wing, Larson was right wing, um, and you're getting like 30 goals from us two in a season, in the champ. And I watched. I used to watch Jota, and I thought he was like some days unbelievable, score a great goal, listen that. But I thought he was like a, a, he'd perform one in every four games for me. Magoma was like a workhorse. Uh, I just didn't think there was enough end product from the wingers, and there was so much onus on the wingers and the two strikers, and there was no more creativity in the team. So I think I think they needed to address that, and it looks it looks like they've got. a couple more creative players through the door which is good and um, Djokovic always does a job he's a handful he's a good target man always chips in with his goals I just, I, I just think what Blues fans are, are used to the nitty gritty but the entertaining football and edgy seat stuff I think it's just like it, it's gone away gone away a little bit in recent years and it'd be great to just get that back you know entertaining football and Blue team like Blue should be Should be in the mix every season in the championship, top end. You know, from how low they went in, in and they can't get back up there. It's it's surprising. So hopefully he can be the man to do it, and you know he can he can attract the type of player that that the club need. But like I say, the championship now the budgets are so big, the the wages are so big that it's hard to compete. And if you want to, if you want to keep the club in a good good position financially, you're just going to have to be very shrewd in the transfer market. Yeah, it's definitely going more and more difficult,
2: isn't it? You know, for yourself, obviously, what what the Blues fans are like. There's always groups of fans, even when we're struggling, who, who obviously still expect us to be in and around there, but
3: it's it's a building job, isn't it, I suppose, for him in his hands at the minute. It, I mean, it is a building job, but I look and think that their wage, their wage bill is probably like probably twice as big as my team's, you know what I mean? The team I played in and I, I look and I think for the money they're paying, surely they can get a, you know, a better type of player, more exciting type of player in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Well,
2: that's about all we've got time for on this episode. Anyway, but thanks again for joining us, Gary. It's been a pleasure to chat with you about your, your time at the club and uh, good luck for... Rest of your season at Doncaster. Hopefully, we can get you I on again sometime soon. Thanks, again for Cheers, mate. Thanks, yeah. Callum. Thank Cheers, mate. Yeah. Thanks to everyone at home for watching. Until next time. Cheers, guys. See you in a bit. Sports
0: Social Podcast Network.